Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. We are live, as we are every Monday, at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. 507 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka. Stop on by, grab some great... Mexican food. We've got uh, a lot going on on tonight's show. We've kind of got some, are we calling it big news or just news? Yeah, it's definitely not breaking news, but it, it's going to anyway. be big news to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of speculation out there, but we're, we're going to talk about the football schedule in the future, and I okay. think uh, some people will be happy. Other people's may be a little <laughs> disturbed. That's, that's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> Some people are always disturbed they about are, something. Man, but, yeah, yeah, you, know. you get those emails and phone calls that's regardless. Right. I mean, between being an athletic director and, what, 30-plus years being in uh, TV sports, I mean, I think you've been around people who got their uh, hairs rankled about something or another, right? Yeah, and and, and <laughs> I haven't figured out how to delete this one and keep this one <laughs> yeah, yet. That's so right. <laughs> we, we hear it all, we take it all in, and, and we value everybody's opinion. That's right. We've got a full house like we always do. We've got a couple Mishawaka football players we're going to talk to first, and uh, we'll get to uh, some of that news that you were talking about on the future of the, the football schedule going forward. And we also have girls golf coach Blair Vandenberg as well as Grace Vandenberg from the uh, girls' golf team. So we've got that going out. Right now, we've got the big boys with us, Jason DeWilkins and Ethan Nowacki from the football team, a couple offensive linemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing really good, sir. Pretty good. good. Sir, man, it's a, that's a little bit formal for, for you know, being here with us. I don't know, but, I mean, Dean's got the nice dress shirt on. You can call him sir if you want. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's good to have you out here. Of course, uh, coming off... Uh, a hard-fought game against New Prairie Friday night. Let's let's start with that. I'll, I'll, I'll let each, each of you kind of... Was that the most physical game you guys have played in so far this year? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, they were uh, really skilled up front, and it was a very physical game from start to finish. Uh, we constantly battled, you know, like uh, in the trenches, as we would say. And, um, you know, ultimately, like uh, at the end of it, we, uh, we just have a lot of respect for uh, the New Prairie program. Uh, they're doing something special up there. And uh, I'm happy we got to go up against a, a really uh, good opponent Friday night. Um, wasn't really, like, uh, ecstatic about the outcome, but, uh, you know, you win and you lose. Yeah, we're happy for their team, but at the same time, now we're going to cheer against them every game because yeah. <laughs> we're hoping for selfish reasons that because of the NIC North, if New Prairie can get a loss and we can win out, which is going to be very, very difficult, but we still have that chance to, to at the end of the day, play for a conference championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, Ethan? Uh, well, despite the loss, there's a lot of 
accomplishes we made that night. Number one, we got better physically and mentally. It was a good opponent, and it was our first time against a really tough opponent, and so we gained um, more experience against a skilled team. And then secondly, we're going to be prepared for a bit more skilled teams coming down the road, so it's going to prepare us for late or early October, late um November. Yeah, Ethan, when you talk about playoff atmosphere and experience and playing in those big games, I mean, that has to be one of them. I mean, you guys played in some huge games last year, but early in the season for some of the younger players to be put in those situations, how much does that help you? And then maybe even bring the team together to say, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to make these adjustments. It helps a lot because during the summer, we know we practice on at John Young and behind Steel Stadium and you don't really get the experience of the Steel Stadium lights, Friday night lights and playing like first uh, the game Portage that was a great experience for the team because it's a first time together in a big crowd and it was just an awesome experience and hopefully we can get more down the road Jason, when you I mean, you guys are both juniors yes, sir. and you're, you're first time starters now you came into this season, Ethan Sargent was the only returning offensive lineman from last year's team so I guess first of all the the sort of excitement now of being a, a varsity player at Mishawaka and, and on the offensive line. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it's been like one of my dreams, like since a little kid, uh, going to these games on Fridays to, you know, grow up and do that one day. Um, and I'm like really blessed with the opportunity that I can do that now. Um, you know, it's pretty much been something I've wanted to do since I was little. And, uh, you know, what a better place to do that at Steel Stadium. Do you remember c coming out of the, the tunnel and running onto the field for the yeah, first time? It was it was crazy. Um, like, I did that as a freshman when I dressed and a uh, sophomore last year. But it's even more surreal knowing that you get to go play. How about you, Ethan? Well, seeing from what Lilla watching the cavemen, it's the community that supports the cavemen. And seeing how the community responds to losses and victories, it was awesome to finally be out there and see that the community in the stands watching you and supporting you was unreal. Chris Harness was back to watch the team the other night, and that must have been cool to have one of the former players. But some people doubted this offensive line and this offense going in, saying, you guys were incredible last year being able to run the ball. What's going to happen this year? And I'm not so sure that they doubted in a negative way, but it was just so good last year that there were some question marks. Was that maybe something, a point of motivation for you guys, or was it something that, that you said, you know what, confidently, we know what we're doing, we trust our coaches, we just got to go to work every day? It was. This summer, they were. Oh, everyone was questioning the offense, but we proved to them that this summer we put in the work with our coaches, our line coaches, our halfback coaches, and we, we pulled out many practices that were tough, the, the heat and rain, and it was just, we finally got together, and we got together, and we are good now. Yeah, and the difference maker, I think, for a lot of people confidence-wise might be the strength and conditioning room, too. People yeah. don't see what goes on behind the scenes and how close you guys can get in that room. How big of a difference maker has that been for you guys? And, and when you put that time in in the weight room, it translates to Friday nights. Well, um, what really, like, translates with us well is uh, most of us have, like, been together since middle school. And uh, the fact that we can grow up in, like, uh, you know, uh, mature as uh, one another. But uh, recently, at the beginning of school, we started zero-hour weights, so we lift before school starts. And um, as much as, you know, it's not fun waking up that early, it's also <laughs> kind of fun to uh, just do it with your teammates and your brothers. Um, you know, we all go through the uh, same things together, regardless if they're good or bad. Ethan, when, when you come in, when you do have four new guys starting on the offensive line, does it does it take a little bit of time for you guys to, like the cohesion, to kind of gel and, and be working in unison? Definitely. Over the course of the summer, we've gotten closer, not only on the field, but as brothers. 
we've we've talked together at camps and all that. We've we ate together. We've slept together. That's <laughs> not as weird that sounds, but we've gotten <laughs> we've gotten better on the field and off the field as well as physically and mentally. This game of high school football, it it's different than some other sports. What does it mean to you to to go out there, lay it on the line, and to know that the community is watching, but at the same time to know that it's such a physical game that it can it can break you down and sometimes you got to have somebody build you back up and especially on the offensive line your name's not getting called all the time yeah. unless there's a flag and that's not a good thing by the coaches yeah um you know with our job it's not really mo- the most like viewed upon you know people aren't like uh you know growing up just a little kid you're not like I want to be an offensive lineman but um <laughs> why not <laughs> but uh I've uh, I think we've grown to the age, like uh, all five of us on the line, that you know you just have to embrace it at this point. Sure. And as much as the crowd may not like you as much, you always know, like deep down, like your team needs you, and uh, that's something that I will cherish. Um, I'm, I think we are all very grateful that uh, our team uh, backs us, and uh, it's also better we run the ball too because we get to you know lay out and go hit someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that we saw more of the other night against New Prairie was that unbalanced offensive line where you guys will will actually have three guys to one side, two on the other, but it's not just three on the left, two on the right. Then you'll flip-flop it, and some of the same guys will move around. So I'll, I'll ask this for each of you. How different is that? Like if you start out on the right side and then you're on the left side when you're when you're jumping back and forth like that. Um, it's really not that different. Uh, maybe like from an outsider's view, it is. But uh, when we're in practice, like uh, doing drills, you know, we usually take reps from uh, either either or side. So it's not really a big change up for anything. So if one of you guys or one of your offensive lineman teammates had the opportunity to run the ball. And Coach said, all right, we got one play. We're going to set this up. It's going to be in week eight, and you're going to do this. Who would the offensive lineman be that would get the ball, and you guys would say, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait till they call Definitely this play. Definitely Ethan Sargent. Ethan Sargent is a hard worker, and he would take that ball, and he'd just truck everyone. <laughs> would he have a celebration it. dance, too, yes. already? Yeah, we, we, we really love Ethan. Um, he's, uh, he's a really uh, hard worker. And he's, he's just the leader, and he picks uh, us younger guys up, and we really appreciate that. What does something that he does as a leader that maybe has impressed you that, you know what, when he's not here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on that tradition? Well, during the drills in practice, when it's an awful practice, he's still working hard every drill. He doesn't give up, and he, he continuously works and doesn't want to take reps off, and that's a big motivation for us to that we want to be like that. we got to work hard like him. Sure. What do you guys both play guard and tackle? By the way, like yes. it, like interchangeably, you could go out and play yes, either sir. position essentially. Yeah. So again, just going back to the to that kind of cross training, I don't think all offensive lines do that. So is what are what are maybe the subtle differences between play and tackle and guard? Um, guard, you usually are like your bigger guys, and they'll go up and just like uh, smash them in the mouth. The tackle, you are more uh, like well <laughs> athletic in the sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, our tackles are, are you patting u- yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, our tackles are usually our skinnier, faster guys, and um, they have a very different block technique than we do. But uh, when it comes down to base uh, technique, you know we're universally all the same. Before we talk about this week's game, we got to ask you about last week's game. Everybody saw the pictures. Everybody saw the, the play. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw Donovan coming in for the tackle, and all of a sudden, whoop! 
he didn't, didn't get it. I mean, he was in perfect picture, perfect form to make that tackle. Well, honestly, we were on the sideline scheming for next drive. We had just gotten out, and I, all of a sudden, I hear everyone booing, and Coach Kinder's going crazy, and we just see uh, them running for a touchdown. And we did, I didn't know anything that was going on because I was worrying about gotcha. our next drive, and I was like, what happened? And apparently, hurling is illegal, which I didn't, I was unaware to. Sure, yeah. I think a lot of fans were going back and forth in the stands and broadcasters. Right. People were talking about it, but an incredible athletic play by, yes, by a great player. And sometimes you, you just make plays. Somebody asked me today, and they said, you know, what would you think about that? I said, well, if I had Donovan Snyder coming at me, I'd probably try to go around him or over <laughs> him, too, because that kid can hit. Yeah. Um, we really respect uh, Donovan for everything he does. Uh, he's, a, he's a really big leader for this program. And uh, just the ability that he has to go both ways really uh, inspires us. Well, and his hard running is one thing. His tackling ability and defensive back. But that catch he made for a touchdown was yeah, unbelievable. It, was, oh, it took crazy. it away from the kid. That's, I mean, from where I was, obviously, up above, I wasn't even, I, first I didn't even see that there was a receiver there because there were two guys and he was kind of shielded a little bit. And so you're going, where's this ball yeah. going? And then all of a sudden it's in his hands. And there he goes. It was a, it was a pretty spectacular play. And you guys, sure. your probably nose was down in the dirt looking yeah. up at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to run 50 yards out of the touchdown. It was like sprinting down in the end zone for me. Yeah, go. I was a, I was a little tired after that run, but uh, it's, it's all nice. We got to celebrate in the end zone. Heck yeah. Well, and uh, is there a difference? This is what I, cause Donovan Snyder lines up at fullback and he'll play some halfback in, in some different spots, but when he when he's in the backfield, he's he's got a little bit different kind of wiggle and cut to him than say Andrew Mason, who's a little bit more straight line type guy. So is there a difference in in the kind of blocker, the way you block, or is a block um, a block basically? I, I think uh, you know we just like go out and do our job as a line, and uh, you know we know that Justin uh, behind us he can take care of the work. Um, he's really <laughs> been picked up uh, as a leader and everything, and. Um, Basically, when it comes to uh, Donovan or uh, Drew running the ball, um, I think it just comes with experience. Donovan's been doing this for a long time, and uh, Drew's kind of a little bit new to the game. But, you know, we still love him. Ethan, when you're watching a football game in the NFL or college, can you just watch the game as a casual fan, or are you watching Quentin Nelson or watching a, a player and saying how he blocks and how he does that? No, but when like when Army plays, they run the same sort of offense we do, and it's cool seeing the same kind of stuff they do, like they're releasing, and they do all the same stuff we do, so it's sort of cool to see that college guys are still doing the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. just on a de- different level. Yeah, I think, I think it's fun because as a broadcaster, you probably see something different. Right. But as a fan, they're just cheering, touchdown, touchdown, but you guys are actually analyzing and watching and saying, hey, we could do that. Maybe Coach should. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. For each of you guys, we're, again, as first-year starters now, where do you think is the biggest area that you have improved since the season has started? Um, well, I've, personally, me, I've gained uh, a lot of strength in the offseason. Um, but I also have, uh, with the help of uh, Coach Thurzen, he's also helped uh, not only me, but a majority of the team get faster and stronger. Um, so I think that's a big factor in it, and uh, just practicing every day and uh, drilling the same technique. Uh, it gets us, uh, the line as a unit, like better and more uh, technical with our uh, abilities. Uh, for me, it's definitely experience against different opponents, different strengths, different sizes of kids. It's definitely helped playing East Noble and New Prairie bigger kids who I can learn how to do different te- my techniques on and 
know that during, down the road that I can do this against better kids and I can just develop my technique. Sure. Well, this week's going to be tough. Uh, you go from the number one ranked team in the state to a team that's 5-0. and oh, They're leading in the conference, and Elkhart Central poses a lot of challenge. You guys are going to have your hands hands full this week. Yes, sir. Yep. Talk about that game just when you think about big games in Mishawaka. It's always the next one, but this mm-hmm. one it really is. And you start a three-game road trip. That, yeah. that gets awfully tough. I think it may be tougher for fans, but you guys probably have that mentality that let's let's do this together. Let's get on a bus. Let's go someplace and win. Yeah. Um, while it's nicer, uh, you know, being in your home confines at uh, Steel Stadium, um, it is also nice to get the, uh, the breath of fresh air. And it is also kind of bittersweet to go into someone else's house and, uh, and you know, get a victory. Yeah, and you're playing on turf this week. Does that play into any factor for you guys? I know sometimes the game's a little quicker, but Rice Field's a beautiful place to play. Yeah, uh, Rice Field is very beautiful. Um, personally, as lineman, I'm not a big fan of turf because uh, always on the ground getting turf burned. <laughs> good for but, managers. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel better than, than dirt or hard, you know, hard dirt grass. No, we're, like we're, that. we're so used to playing on hard dirt and grass that. You know, it's just, uh, it's it's basically our norm. And, uh, you know, playing on turf, it, well, it's nice. It, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's like right. carpet, carpet burning. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, guys, thanks for coming in tonight. We appreciate it. Great Thank stuff. You. It's from, a pleasure being from here. you guys, Jason DeWilkins. DeWilkins. I almost swallowed the end of your <laughs> last name. And Ethan Nowacki, couple of offensive linemen for the Cavemen. And they talked about getting stronger and quicker. Well, you can go back to your big burrito now and get it. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That big burrito is part of getting stronger, though, too, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank, Thank you, sir. You. All right. A couple football players, and we'll be talking to Blair Vandenberg and Grace Vandenberg from the girls' golf team coming up here in a, just a few minutes. First, we'll take a timeout, and we come back. Dean and I have some, uh, some uh, schedule news as far as the football team going forward. We will talk about that, and then we will uh, wrap up tonight talking with Blair and Grace from the girls' golf team. We will do that when Caveman Corner continues from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Caveman Corner continues on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, not live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, 507 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Huppert and Sean Styers and so uh, New Prairie was this past Friday. It's on to Elkhart Central, like we were talking about this Friday night at Elkhart Central. And, of course, you'll hear that game at 7 o'clock, 645 pregame here on WSBT. And now we're about midway through the uh, schedule because October 4th, the Cavemen are at South Bend St. Joe on the 11th at Marion. And then on October 18th, hosting Penn. And, of course, the pending move for Mishawaka coming to the Northern Lakes Conference next year, leaving the NIC and going to the NLC. And we talked about this back during the basketball season, Dean. It came up. So the uh, the, the question is, is this going to be the last time Mishawaka and Penn play in the backyard brawl on the gridiron? For now, this is it. <laughs> this year will be the last time that we play Penn in football, the backyard brawl, the grocery cart game. For the foreseeable future, there's been talk that, well, we might be able to work something out here in three or four years, but for right now, Penn doesn't have an opening in their schedule. In week one and week two, we've offered big changes, uh, big chances to play the Kingsmen, and those offers, because of the schedule, uh, with Valparaiso in week one and Laporte in week two for Penn, 
there's just not room in either schedule right now. And this is, again, going back to the basketball season when we were talking about this. This is something you guys have been working on, and so it sounds like did it just come to a point where it just wasn't going to happen? When we talked about it in May of 2018, we let the Penn administration know that we are going to be applying for the Northern Lakes Conference. We will let the NLC know that a priority for us going to the NLC would be to keep this football game because we right. know how big it is for the community. We know how big it is for Penn and for Mishawaka, and we want to make sure that they would allow that. Now, in the NLC, they had a scheduling quirk where Elkhart Memorial and Concord both played in week five, and that was something that was a little bit strange, but it was just something that Memorial had to play Concord in week two of the season instead of that being a non-conference game in week one and week two, and Memorial has CMA in week six, and then Concord Concord plays Jimtown, a non-conference game, in week six. Okay. Well, the NLC said, you know what? We will change that to make sure the NLC, all of their non-conference games are in week one and week two. We thought we were golden at that point to be able to continue the Penn rivalry because week one and week two is so much easier to schedule a non-conference game yeah, than in the middle of the season. So we had those two weeks opened up. When we talked to our friends at Penn, they said, well, week one, we have Valparaiso. They said, unless everybody passes away who's part of this deal in coaching and administration, we love that Valparaiso game in week one. They're a 6A opponent. They're a big time. Uh, the crowds are great. We, we're going to keep that. So it came down to week two, and what do you have open in week two? We offered a two-year deal, a four-year deal, a 10-year deal, and said we will do what it takes to play Penn in week two. When it came down to Laporte, they already had them scheduled for the years 2019 and 2020. Okay, well, we thought it's not going to happen in 2020, right? and so we may have to take a year off. But 21 and 2 were up in the air, and when it came down to it in March of this past year, we were told that they're going to sign Laporte for the next two years. Okay. At that point, we called over to Elkhart Central, talked to Brian Buckley, uh, Josh Shattuck, their football coach, said, here's the situation. You have week two open. We have week two open. So we've signed a four-year deal with Elkhart Central. So that's going to take us through the year 2024, 23, because it'll be 20, 23 would be the first opportunity. 22 then. and 23. Yeah. Right. So you've still got that's four more years down the road. So 23 would be the first opportunity. So how hopeful are you that things might resume in 2023 well in 2023 we would actually play at marion and then elkhart so it'd be 2024 that we have openings okay and at this point we're scheduling we have our schedule set uh pen's working on their schedule we may resume talks in the future we may not that's that's one of those things i think it's going to be talked about in the community um in my time as athletic director, it's one of the most disappointing times to know that this rivalry is not going to be continuing in the foreseeable future. I've attended these games since 1989. I can remember the one game that I missed, and I was on the way to Winnemac listening to the game, and it was a very important game and a special reason I needed to be in Winnemac. But I love Penn Mishawaka. This is an incredible rivalry, and to know that the schedule just doesn't have it is almost surreal to me and we did our best to make that happen uh we can't fault anybody because they have their situation we have our situation we love the fact that we're going to the northern lakes conference we see a lot of positives to that move uh, we look at the schedule down 2020 marion at elkhart goshen warsaw plymouth concord northwood wallace northridge we see a lot of positives to that schedule 
But when you look at it and don't see Penn, it doesn't feel right. When you were weighing all the factors, when you were deciding to go to the NLC, how much did whether or not did, did Penn factor into that whether or not you might be able to keep the series? We were hopeful that that work week two would work out. Right. And when the NLC was able to arrange that week two, that that would be a non-conference week for us because basically we're taking over Elkhart Memorial's schedule. Yeah. And that wouldn't have been week two when they made that arrangement. We thought that this can happen. Um, it it just wasn't able to work out. And when you think of the. Uh, think of the Northern Lakes Conference when we met with our coaches, we met with our legends. It it did come up that, you know, we have some rivalries. Heck, we've been in the in the uh, Northern Indiana Conference for over 90 years. I mean, you think of 92 years in the NIC, that's a big move to say, well, these positives outweigh that. And across the board, our coaches said, you know what, it's the right time for us. Uh, our community aligns with their community. Uh, the size of schools, the uh, JV teams and the freshman teams, there were a lot of things that came into factor. Uh, nothing against the NIC. We love the rivalries we have in the NIC. Right. But we thought we had something pretty special in to be able to go to the Northern Lakes Conference and to still be able to keep that rivalry intact. And we saw Notre Dame and Michigan do this in the past. They take some years off. Notre Dame-Michigan, it's one of the greatest rivalries of all time. How can they not play? And then a few years later, people get together and they make sure that uh, they get it on the schedule. And like I said earlier, we offered a two-year deal, a four-year deal, a ten-year deal. It just didn't work out this time. Okay. And if we could make it work in the future, uh, we're open to talking about that. But you know, right now we're booked until 2023, and just like uh, just like Penn, if we have a contract, we're going to honor that contract. We're not going to break that contract. So, real quick, what about the other sports? Then, what's what's their future as far as any? Penn? We take it. We take it on a sport by sport basis. Okay. There are some sports right now that we don't play Penn in, and uh, for various reasons, the schedules uh, don't work out in the NIC. Uh, we're in the NIC South in a few sports. They're in the NIC North. Yep. The conference doesn't make each team play each other, which seems kind of crazy in some sports. I think it's a conference and teams should play each other, but I that's agree. not the case and everything. Um, so we'll take it. Baseball, softball, volleyball down the road. Um, I can't imagine not wrestling Penn, but you never know. I mean, yeah. as we look at the schedule, uh, there's there's limits, and uh, each department has their job to do, and the Penn Athletic Department has a very tough job to do. Our athletic department, and when Jeff Hart, the athletic director at Penn, and I talked, we both said, well, we're making this decision for the best for kids. And he said, well, we've got to make the best decision for kids, too. And at this time, this works out for this. Okay, so October 18th, the Backyard Brawl, when Mishawaka hosts Penn, at least for now, it'll be the uh, last time for at least five years. As, uh, and we'll see what happens after that. I, I hate to call it the final chapter, but it. All right. We'll take a timeout. Caveman Corner will continue with girls golf coach Blair Vandenberg and Grace Vandenberg from the girls golf team as well. That's coming up next. Caveman Corner from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. We are back live. Caveman Corner from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard, Sean Styers. We are now glad to welcome from the girls golf team head coach Blair Vandenberg how are you tonight I'm fantastic thanks and daughter slash golfer Grace Vandenberg how are you this evening great 
Glad to have both of you in tonight. It sounds like dinner went well. Very good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, your season is actually wrapped up. Is that right, Coach? Yeah. Friday was sectionals. Um, so, unfortunately, the girls missed out on the, the pep assembly before the great uh, football game. But uh, we had a we had a great day at uh, Knollwood, and uh, I was really proud of all the girls that day. So, And, Grace, you uh, being the coach's daughter, have you grown up essentially with a set of golf clubs in your hand? How, is, how has that worked? Yeah, ever since, like, forever I've been playing golf. But it's – I haven't always been um, actually – trying my hardest until actually last year <laughs> golf was golf was fun for you yeah it, it was kind of a game and now yeah. it's become a game now it's become more competition and um i'm working every day at it um to try and get better at so it. how is that different than when you just grow up and you know maybe you go to the to the course and you play with with dad or your or you know whoever it happens to be and then it is a competition now how different is that as just kind of as a mindset um i've definitely worked harder at it and i'm out there a lot more and just want to be out there and it used to be like just something fun but now i'm actually pushing myself and always wanting to be out there all the time and not stop so are you a naturally competitive person or is that just kind of again something that you're kind of working toward being competitive um <laughs> Sometimes it depends, but ever since like I've been actually doing golf and working hard at it, I've grown to be a lot more competitive in it. And Coach, that's kind of your coaching style. You're not going to push something or force something on somebody to say, you've got to do this, but you want them to, to grow in the game and to have fun. Talk about that philosophy that, that you've actually used with your daughter and other players. Right. Yeah, Golf is such a hard sport, and at Mishawaka, we don't have a lot of kids that grow up playing with their parents. A lot of them show up uh, as freshmen and never touch clubs. And so it's, uh, it's so hard and it's so frustrating of a game that I just try and keep it as light as possible and give uh, small goals for each of the girls and, um, you know, push them at those small goals. But never is it, uh, never is it the end of the world when uh, we don't hit a good shot or we don't obtain those goals because uh, as, as my team this year realized, uh, you know, as much as we have improved, uh, it's you still got a long way to go, and it's just hard, and it's, it's not the easiest thing to, to um, master or, or get really good at. And one of the things that's probably tough as a coach is when you don't have a senior on the team, but when you tar start thinking about the future, it's like, hey, I don't have a senior on the team. These kids are getting better, and they're growing. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I wasn't sure what this season was going to look like. We lost uh, five players from last year, um, and so... You know, it was it was a little scary, and we had three freshmen come out. Um, we had three freshmen, uh, two sophomores, and a junior. And uh, you know, at sectionals, Grace was the only one who had who played last year on the sectional team. So we're young, but uh, the girls want to be out there, and they are working hard and uh, listening, and just trying every single day to get better. And it's awesome. You know, you were mentioning different levels of experience and, and just playing experience coming up. Have you had many players who literally come in and you're kind of teaching them how to swing a golf club and, and that kind of thing? Uh, definitely. Um, I, early in, this is my ninth year um, coaching uh, the girls, and I've had girls where I've had to teach them how to tee up a golf ball, uh, let alone just swing. Um, and so the three freshmen uh, – 
basically came out in June. We had some times where we met at the course, and uh, it was uh, they didn't have clubs, and they just borrowed, and and we learned from scratch. Uh, and so to see what they've done in you know just a couple months' time, and the amount of uh, skill they've gained is just remarkable and incredible. So. Golf really isn't fair when it comes to the off season, right? And the IHSAA, especially right here. Yeah. Ex- explain how that season works, because basically, I mean, you start before the school year. There's very few practices. Sometimes the uniforms are they're there, but I mean, it's it's weeks before the season starts, and all of a sudden, you guys are out traveling and playing. And it's like, well, that kid's an eighth grader. No, she's a freshman yeah, now. Right, exactly. We uh. We do a little bit in the off season. Over the summer, we can we can have a couple of days uh, a week where we practice. But we uh, we start two days before any other sport. Uh, we start on the Friday before everybody everybody starts. We practice Friday, Saturday, and then our first match is Monday. So the first day of practice for every other sport in high school is uh, our first match. And I think the first week we had uh, four 18-hole matches and two nine-hole matches in in seven days. So. Yeah, it's in, it's it's quick at the beginning. Um, I think I counted forty nine days was our season from first practice to sectionals. So Man. there's a lot of learning going on in a short amount of time. <laughs> Grace, what would you say to a young kid in middle school or uh, coming up in in the sport of golf, and even if they've never played, what is so special about this sport and and the golf team that that you can sell the program and say, you know what, you guys can learn, and it, it's actually, it's really tough to do, but it's rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah, um, a lot of, what's really nice about golf and starting so early in the season, especially when you're a freshman, is that you already have learned, like, made connections with friends and stuff before the school year even starts, and um, golf is just, even though it's really hard, if you keep practicing, um, it you can show a lot of improvement through just a couple weeks that, well, couple months that we are playing. Um, and it's going to be pretty cool when you start to strike a business deal when you're 25 years old. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, let me go up and try to hit. <laughs> wow, she's good. Grace, when you look at your game now, again, you were a sophomore this year. So what what were you pretty happy with with your game this year? What are you working on as you go toward your junior year now? Um, I was, I was last year. I was not able to break sixty at all, and so my goal this year was to be able to break on, on nine holes. Oh yeah, on nine <laughs> holes. Um, so good qualifier. This, <laughs> this year, my goal, my main goal was to break sixty and consistently be, be hitting in fifties. And by the end of the year, I started hitting shooting in the 40s, the high 40s, and sometimes even low 40s, and just seeing how I can, just by working hard um, throughout the offseason, just seeing how I could knock off 10 to 20 strokes off my my score that I could barely even get last year was just amazing to see. Yeah, Coach is a great player and uh, has had a lot of success in metros and, and at the high school level. What is more rewarding, playing a great round or seeing your daughter or one of your players play a great round? Um, yeah, I, I think it's because I've played so much that seeing them improve even just a couple of strokes is just, it's incredible to see. Um, just to see the girls, you know, even if they're struggling and then they make their first par or 
or whatever it is that they've done for the first time or they're doing more of uh, the joy and excitement that I see out of them in their faces just is it's incredible to uh, to experience and, and be a part of and say I had a little bit of a hand in that and encouraging them along the way. So it's most positive tweeter we have. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a positive tweeter. I, oh my those gosh, two words yeah. don't even go together. What are you talking about? So Grace, I, I, I have to ask because your coach is your dad. What's it like having your co- your your dad for your coach? I love having him as a coach. Um, there's not nothing that I need to complain about then usually because... I'm also her ride home. So. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but it's also really nice because I can always talk about like stuff I can improve on and um, just working at... I can work on the off-season too just to see how I can improve and then I can always have him to help me learning how what new things I might need to learn. Well, you're making Mishawaka proud, and to see the improvement from where you were last year, what you're doing with Mishawaka Golf will inspire other girls, other girls on the team, and other girls who are coming up. And if we can grow that game and let these kids know that, you know what, I wasn't playing when I was five years old and, and having a dad yelling at me from behind. You know, I was playing for fun, and I picked the game up, and, and it is a cool sport. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank both of you both of you for coming in and uh, good luck now in the off season because you've got plenty of off season now right right exactly you know, it's it's actually really a lot easier to play golf now uh, at the golf course at Everhart uh, because all the leagues are done and we're not you know fighting to get on the course and so uh, you know we have this opportunity to play when the weather's not blazing hot and so I enjoy fall golf. And so. we got to give a big shout-out to Everhart Golf Course yes. because they do an amazing job, and Drew Roop is very cooperative with everything that you guys need. Yeah, they are incredible down there. Um, they they do just about anything we ask uh, and get us out as much as, as much as they can, which is incredible. It's awesome. Yeah, we're blessed to have a public course right there. Absolutely. All right. Blair Vandenberg, Grace Vandenberg. Thanks again to uh, to both of you for coming in. And also thanks to Jason DeWilkins and Ethan Nowacki, the two football players. Dean? I'll see you here again next week. That sounds great. All Thank right. you very much for having us, Sean. Sounds good. Caveman Corner, Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Thanks to Jerry Janowski, our studio engineer, tonight. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Caveman Corner on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 